Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. There is nothing the political establishment will not do, no lie that they won't tell, to hold their prestige and power at your expense. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again. You know, as a kid, I was always a, always a connoisseur of history, um, and uh, my my mom and dad seemed to know that. And uh, of course, I also uh, didn't like being told I was wrong, and you know, on things that I knew was actually factual. Um, for instance, there was a girl in high school that uh, tried to embarrass me and humiliate me in a, a sixth period, and uh, it was about uh, you know uh, Vince Gill didn't sing on Faith Hill's album, and I'm like, well. First off, Vince Gill's voice is just distinctive. Anybody that knows him, it's it's not like some of the others. Um, so she embarrassed me. Then everybody started picking on me. Oh, Mr. Country Music Guy, you don't you don't know what you think you know. And so I I took it. I took it like a champ. Went home that night, got the sleeve out of my mom's CD, went back to the same class period and slammed it on her desk and told her to read it. What's this say right here? And uh, of course, you know, naturally didn't want to read it, didn't want to, didn't want to own up to it, just like most people do, keyboard warriors, those things of that nature. And you know, and I'm like, read it. She wouldn't read it, so I said, Ben Skill, background vocals, Faith Hill, right there. Um, and so I'm, I was, I've always been one of those. That didn't, that didn't start uh, in August when this video went viral, and it wasn't so much that I wanted to do it. Uh, my mother had been telling me, hey, you know, all the information that you have, all the laws, the orders, the regulations, the codes, the Constitution, military law, uh, military regulations, military bearing, you know, all the things that, that you have, you ought, to, you ought to get on YouTube or something like <clears> that and, and do a podcast and, and see how it resonates with people because it is a lot of information, but you know how to uh, put it in a blueprint form. But, you know, I kept putting it off and just wasn't really, I don't like, dealing with negative comments i don't like dealing with those i understand i, I don't mind comments and questions that are <clears throat> you know decent questions or actually uh want people who are confused and, and want some clarity but it's when people attack 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 i don't like that and i tend to flip over to my military side versus being a, a little guy who takes my hands and sits behind a, a a screen you know and and wants to oh well let me deal with let me show you how it no I tend to go, you know, all, you know, things that I do. And, and of course my whole thing, my whole side of it's just military. My, I, I never, you know, I didn't want to start a podcast to start a podcast. I never wanted to go viral or any of the thing, whatever it would take to get people to understand. It wasn't to get a podcast or get a platform or, or any of those things. I can do that. I can swap over. I can clean up some of my language <laughs> uh, and swap from the military kind of, uh, dialects and all the things that we have, the slang terms, I can uh, try to refrain from that, but I'm still a military vet at the end of the day, telling the laws of the military first and the regulations and the codes. So it's kind of, uh, wasn't that I wanted to necessarily. It's just that I cannot believe that we've reached such a place in society where a military veteran only is just 
breaking down or interpreting what the law says and people get mad about it. Um, I've just never, I don't, I truly don't understand that, that concept. And anybody who gets to know me knows that I'll fight for anybody. It don't matter what your, your preferences are in life and, and what kind of, you know, what you believe in and those things like, you know, if we don't have someone who has that bigger uh, umbrella type uh, thought process uh, for borders and securities, nobody's going to have what they want and what they want to do. And so when people will apply that and, and understand that the, the original foundation, the military foundation, our founders actually wanted everybody to have choices and wanted everybody to have the, the pursuit of happiness, as the saying is, the, uh, life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. If they would understand that those terminologies mean exactly what they mean. Um, and we've had too many people take these words, misuse them, misconstrue them, overuse them to fit their narratives and their agenda. So, you know, I kind of just got so fed up and a buddy of mine had been reading the documents that I had written. I wrote these documents for my own validity, first and foremost, because I saw a lot of stuff in the military that was not military bearing, wasn't military law, wasn't regulations. And um, and of course, I had to test scores to to not just be enlisted, but to go to officer candidate school and make it to a general. So, you know, some people see you and they think, oh, you're too young to know all this or, oh, you didn't rank up to this position. You can't know all this. That's false. It was Einstein was a perfect example of a sixth grade education, I believe it was, or, or somewhere in there. And he used his brain. And uh, too many people don't understand or, or maybe don't want to understand that some of us are actually capable of knowing a little bit more. It don't mean that we're better than you or smarter than you from the standpoint of condescendingly. Uh, but some of us can take this stuff and put it into a um, like an umbrella or a nutshell and, and say, here's the blueprint. Um, and so it was it was more on that line that uh, I was I had a buddy who had been reading my documents. He's like 65. He watched me grow up. Uh, his son and I were friends. And, and so he's, he's fluent in Hebrew and I wish I was as fluent as he is in Hebrew and the origins of Christ and, you know, and, and Israel. And, and I mean, just the 12 tribes of Judah, I believe it is. I mean, just everything he's fluent in all this. So he'd been reading and he kind of got frustrated, but he, he would go to his buddies and sit for coffee and try to have this conversation. I said, man, we got to spread this to people. We have to show people this side of the law. This is what our foundation is. And uh, if we don't, then we're going to lose it all, period. Um, so he's tried to start going to his buddies who are his age, and it backfired on him. And he came, he texted me. He's like, dude, I don't think they're going to come to church because he's a preacher. I don't think they're going to come to church. They think I'm crazy. Da, 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 da. And uh, they may not even talk to me anymore. So I was like, man, give me five minutes. I didn't have any storage space on my phone. Didn't have any. I couldn't send a text. Couldn't send a video. Couldn't send an email. Um, so I said, give me five minutes. It's, uh, I think it was a Wednesday. I'd have to go back. Look, it's been such a whirlwind, but I said, man, everybody's at work right now. People already think I'm crazy. So I said, I'll go live on Facebook. You can tab people or you can share it. And uh, I said, a few people, only, only a few people will be watching anyway. It won't matter. And, um, so that's what happened. And, and the rest is history. I was in the middle of nowhere. Um, I, I imagine the people who, who do drive through this little spot in the middle of nowhere, Alabama would never dream that a video went viral right there. So, <laughs> but anyway, 
That's kind it of happen anywhere. <laughs> well, I, I I remember when I watched your video, I loved how you tied everything together because it's the it's a lot of that stuff I hadn't heard, but I love how you tied together the executive orders because some of them I had heard of, but it's hard to kind of, you know, tie all the pieces of the puzzle together. But you went through and it was really so fluid. And I know I, I saw the documents um, that I was sent and it's just, it's so fluid and it, it takes a while to read, but, you know, do your own research, spend the time put in time to read it, but it's laid out so well and with the executive orders and everything. So that's what I really loved about the videos. It was just because I'm very OCD. I love things being organized, make it easy for people to understand. And this was the easiest, like for people to understand that I've probably ever seen out here. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing. It's just like, you know, it's like bridging that gap between people who want to read and understand and, and those who just simply you can you can just put it on a silver platter and some people just refuse to, to look at it. Um, you know, they just like the midterms already had. A, a, I don't know how many messages people jump and ship. And I try to tell them the midterm 2022 was not the end end goal. That's not the finish line. Um, and, and it's so hard to once again, for people to understand how old you are uh, versus, you know, oh, well, you didn't serve 30 or 40 years in the military or, you know, to know this stuff. And so it's like bridging those gaps to make people understand that, look, it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with it. If you'll read and simply understand, it takes reading, re- well, research, reading, studying, rereading, restudying, and then, you know, applying it. Uh, a buddy of mine, I always give him a shout out, Chris. Uh, he goes by the the name Baby Trump, and uh, he's on. Uh, oh, he's I on, know Chris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he's. At, fl- yeah. at Flats the Truth on uh, Flats the Truth is his handle on Telegram for all the people watching. But I mean, he he and I we were talking about this on tour not long ago, and it's like you know, knowledge is not power. It's not. It's the application of knowledge that's power. And um, so you know, that's the thing we have to get over to people that America is an idea on a piece of paper sitting in the Smithsonian. It don't do anything without us. America does not do anything without us, and it has nothing to do with your age and your preferences or anything of that nature. Um, you know, when people come together, work together um, and then, you know, create what our founders did, we, we have to recreate it every year. We have to reestablish that every year. We have to reestablish the borders and, and the securities and our laws and our, and our regulations. But the things that matter, you know, there's a lot of laws out there that don't matter. There's a lot of regulations. There's a lot of things. I mean, Marbury versus Madison proves that 1803. I mean, here's one of our founding fathers, 16 years after the Constitution, having to define what a law is. So how do people think it's going to look in 2021, 2022 and moving forward? Um, so, you know, those are things we have to address all the time. And we just become such a, you know, I, I, I know when people hear me say this, that, that it sounds like I'm talking down to everybody. I'm not saying it to everybody, but the ones that apply, we're a selfish nation. We're a complacent, lazy, spoiled nation. Um, and people just take it for granted every day, whether they do it, um, you know, consciously or not. It doesn't matter. Um, it's one of those things where I've heard people for years at my age say, oh, well, that's Congress's job. Oh, it'll work itself out. No, it doesn't. It does not work itself out. Um, so we've got to address a lot of those. But of course, this is a massive covert operation. It's been it's been ongoing since 2016. And, you know, and uh, it's it's really brilliant and, and so phenomenal when you do realize when you step back and realize and look at that airplane view, as I talk about. Uh, you know, the view down when you see all the moving pieces, it's, it's really, I mean, it's, and it's not one man. It's not just Donald Trump. I mean, it's, it's a bunch of men and women generals, men and women all over the world, 
um, in, in key positions, an alliance of generals, uh, an alliance out there of, of leaders all over the world that are, are doing this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. And like you said, people are complacent. Uh, we need to. Well, the 2020 elections just happened. And of course, there was a lot of stolen. Do you have an opinion on that? Like if the military were doing stuff behind the scenes in that? when we know it was stolen or what do you kind of think happened there? Do you have an opinion on? Well, yeah. Well, it's just well, it's an it's an ongoing operation. And here's where it Mm -hmm. starts. One, what people need to realize, there's two ways to look at it. Well, one, the Russia collusion, Russia, 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 Russia. The reason why that started was this right here. They're used the, the, the operation. When I say the operation, this was a military occupation from the start. It's in a law of war manual and, and people have to read that. Uh, now we're up to pages 754 to 838 in the law of war manual. Those are the chapter 11s, 11.5, 11.6, 11.7. They all align with the dates, 11.8. You'll read that date. Look at the news article that Fox News put out 11.5, which was on November the 5th. Uh, when you go read that article, it parallels directly. I mean, just you can't get any more finite than 11.5 in the Law of War Manual and 11.5, the November 5th news article that Fox News put out that 14 states, National Guards were being uh, deployed for their cybersecurity teams. So in order to understand why they were being deployed, I'm the one that tells you, hey, you got to go way back here. President Trump laid an optic down on the 2016 campaign that was what they call a conspiracy theory for the last 60 plus years. He said on the campaign trail that I have over 200 generals backing me right now and more to come. Okay. Well, in our history, you have to know military personnel and you have to know older military people, but over 200 generals said never again will they let happen to this country happen. What happened under JFK, that if they had a chance to take it over and restore the constitutional Republic, put it back on its foundation, they would do so. All right. So that's where you have to go read the Declaration of Independence and understand that we have the right to alter or abolish. It is our duty to do so. It is our duty to do that. Go read it. I mean, it's, it's, it says it in the Declaration of Independence. So when you look back, you know, they always say hindsight's twenty twenty. So go back. President Trump was a plug by the military. They needed an outsider. They needed someone who was not a career politician. They also needed someone who's brilliant and smart. President Trump has been talking about China and NATO and all kinds of other countries longer than I've been breathing. Over 40 years ago, he's been saying this. Over 40 years ago. So, you know, the people who get hung up on personalities, people who get hung up on certain things, uh, don't understand sometimes are publicity. Sometimes it's a distraction. Sometimes it's a, a part of blending in. Sometimes people just don't understand what military talk is all about what they call psychological operations and also reverse psychology, Uh, just like our Navy SEALs, um, just like our uh, special forces, Delta forces, all these guys, they get to blend in in situations and play the part. Now it's up here where they differentiate themselves. Are they really meaning what they're doing? No, but they had, sometimes we have to get in and play the part in order to collect data and to see what's going on. And so you have to sell it to your enemy that, Hey, you're a part of that, but you're really not. But while you're doing it, you're collecting data. So President Trump was applauded by the military. He won a lot of votes, absolutely. But they had to dump the rest of the votes in there. They had to use our computer systems and and do what Dominion systems have been doing. But they already knew this. Lou Dobbs was fired from CNN in 2008 for saying that the 
Dominion systems would have future implications on elections. So we the, the cheating has been going on. But what people need to understand, voter fraud is not the bigger theme here. What voter fraud is establishing is what what they've been doing by plugging their people all these years. They've been plugging their evil people to fit their narrative and fit their agenda. Because what most Americans don't understand is the United States of America sold over back to Britain, sold back to the British in the Organic Act of 1871. It's also in Stoutenburg versus Hennett, and it's also in our U.S. codes, 28 U.S. Code 3002. It specifically says we're a federal corporation. We're a, a D.C. Is, a, is, a, is its own foreign territory, not a city nor a state. You can go, you can Google council, uh, the council of uh, District of Columbia, and it's a .gov site, and it outlines its own government, it has its own constitution, it has its own uh, laws, has its own motto, has its own seals. What the evil cabal has been doing all these years is taking the government of D.C. and making the, the rest of the American people think that's the actual government, when it's not. So, the, so what the military is doing is they're taking, they took President Trump to be the face of it. Sure, he's super brilliant. He's been, been living a long time, knows what's going on, knows a lot of key people, knows a lot of people who are also bad guys. The military and the World Alliance of Generals and President Trump are taking all of the orders and laws and regulations of a federal corporation and reversing it on them and making them hang themselves in public. Instead of saying, hey, look what Hannah did. You know, Hannah did this. Hey, so-and-so, Hannah did this. No, they're making them hang themselves in public because when they fall on their own and when they make them show their crimes to the public, it ain't someone tattling on them, okay? Most people would never know, though, what I've been revealing, What most people would never know that, that the military is holding the gun on them behind the scenes, making them do this. That's part of the operation. I revealed that, and it's all in evidence. You can see multiple optics that prove what happened from 2017 to present day. But the military plugged President Trump. So when Hillary and the Democrats and it's not a Democrat-Republican thing, but I have to use that terminology. When, the, when Hillary and the Democrats, though, cheated on the 2016 election, when President Trump and the military, when the military got those votes over and got him in the seat, they couldn't point a finger at him and say he cheated. They had to point it off on somebody else. Well, they used, they used Russia. But this is also part of the operation. This is everything. Even that right there was part of the military. The military said, we're going we're gonna to make them blame Russia. Why? Because I have a picture. Derek Johnson has a picture on my phone. November the 9th, 2016, wee hours of the morning after President Trump won the, the election, when he was closed, I have a picture of President Trump and Putin side by side on Fox News, 4.56 a.m. Central Standard Time. I had that picture, still have it, and it's President Trump and President Putin side by side. It says, ready for reset, with quotes, single quotes around reset. I will work with Trump. Putin ain't bad, ladies and gentlemen. This is an operation from the get-go. The plug and then what they call the strategic operation began when President Trump. So they would have gone into strategic planning long before this. Generals, world generals, world leaders, they didn't just write these executive orders on the fly. They didn't just write all these regulations and acts on the fly. This was an operation where they would have gone into a war room no different than they go into war rooms for countries when they when the corporations done that, uh, started wars, which is BS. We, we'll get off, get off of that subject right now. But no, it was an operation. So when they plugged him, 
they would say, hey, if Congress don't do this, then we'll write this executive order. If Congress don't do that, then we'll do this. So it's like you flank. And that's a that's a military term when you flank this way. If, you, if this flank don't work, then you can flank back this way or go back this way or, or retreat. Whatever you have to do. What people don't understand, this is a war. And there's battles within the war. And so this operation don't work on people's time. Military works on military's time. It don't work on your time. It works on military's time because we have lives out there fighting. So when people, the, the first thing people need to understand is that the whole voter fraud thing was a distraction too. And people fell for it. People fell for it to, to keep people distracted while the military all around the world, militaries all around the world are doing what? Cleaning up genocide, human trafficking, sex trafficking, child trafficking. These are the things that the, the evil have been plugging their people for and their federal corporation to what? To do, they use money laundering to do what? Child trafficking, sex trafficking, human trafficking, and drug trafficking. So when people understand that aspect of it, then they will only understand why it had to look like this. Because we're talking about a regime and an invisible regime of senior executives all over the world that have been ruling the world for thousands of years. So this is, this is a, a biblical moment. It's also monumental and historical. And if people don't believe in God and whatever, it's still historical and monumental. Uh, we're going out of a dark age into an enlightenment period. Um, and so people have to understand that first and foremost. So it was a, it was a plug. The plug started in 2016, though. It didn't start uh, two or three days ago before 2022. We didn't need the 2022 uh, midterms to prove voter fraud. What they needed 2022 voter uh, 2022 midterms for was to prove what governors had not complied with the laws from 2018 and 2020. Uh, moving forward, what attorney generals did not do their job based on the law? Why are they an attorney general of their state? Attorney general, okay, that the terms apply, okay, so they didn't uphold the laws of the land. So we didn't need the midterms 2022 for voter fraud. We needed it for governor and attorney general fraud law. We have laws in order in place. President Trump put those in place. I mean, this is how brilliant this is. All right, 2016, you know, is a plug. They knew that Hillary did not dump enough votes. She couldn't dump enough because she didn't know how many overdumped, but she also couldn't point a finger and say President Trump cheated. So they blamed Russia. Move forward. How in the world, how did President Trump know to write an executive order in 2018 with a national emergency in it and an election fraud committee two years before the presidential election and two years before COVID? The national emergency was for COVID. And the national emergency was for the genocide that the evil had been doing. So like this buckle right here. On this buckle, it has a saying on the bottom. You can't zoom in on it. But it says, no rendice muchachos. It's Spanish for give them hell, boys. Don't surrender. Give them hell. That's the last words ever spoken out of William Barrett Travis' mouth at the Alamo. President Trump and the military from 2016, when they would have arrested Hillary and about, they would have arrested 50 people out of each department, Department of uh, Justice the media, big tech, and also uh, Congress. They would have taken about 50 people out then. They would have drawn a line in the sand. My dad is a football guy. My dad played quarterback in high school, and my one of my relatives played 14 years of the Dallas Cowboys, and they're old school. And they talk about when you go out, when you run out of the tunnel, the first series, you knock them in the mouth, and you set the tone of the game. You set that tone. So that's what they would have done was set that tone then. 
and arrest these people then and then play this movie out. And I know people get tired of hearing the movie, but you don't understand the setup. And so President Trump drew a line in the sand and he gave evil a chance to come across because William Barrett Travis drew a line in the sand at the Alamo. And he told his men, if you stand on this side of the line with me, you're going to probably die right here, but you're going to die a hero. Now, this ain't a parallel with the death part, but it's a parallel with being the hero part and saving people. All right. So he drew a line in the sand. He wrote a letter called Victory or Death. Oh, what's that look like in our history? Give me liberty or give me death. Okay, so victory or death, William Barrett Travis. President Trump, fast forwarding in 2021, January, one of his last speeches was at the Alamo. That was his last line in the sand. So from 2017 to January 2021, he had had drawn line in the sands the whole way. And he gave evil a chance to step across and do what was right for people and humanity, not individuals and not select groups, but for humanity's sake. That's why he was crowned king in Saudi Arabia. That's why he stepped across North Korea. That's why he declared Jerusalem capital of Israel. That's why he stepped in front of the queen. That's why he stepped in front of all the leaders at the G7 summit. There were so many optics. Those are just a few along the way to show you there's something different. There's a change coming. This is a big change. Then the quantum system. He implemented that. He's got the quantum system on uh, Executive Order 13885, uh, the Quantum Act, quantum.gov, launched in September 2021. Uh, then you have um, Executive Order 13959, which was put into place January 2021. Said if you're if you, anybody knowingly is using stocks and funds to, to fund the Chinese Communist military, your assets will be frozen and they will they will research and, and find out. And if you are, then guess what? It's your butt. Um, there's so many things that happen. But Executive Order 13848, I think, is probably the most uh, monumental historical piece of paper. Uh, since the declaration, because President Trump put in there that national emergency and he put in the election fraud committee two years before COVID and the presidential election. So when you take that, he issued two more verbal national emergencies in March 2020. FEMA also backed him on it. All right. So when you go read all those and then you understand what was going on, President Trump was the first to ever use the word COVID, coronavirus. He was the first to drop the word at the February 4, 2020 State of the Union address when Pelosi and all them were tearing the speeches up. Americans focus on drama and guys like me were focused on legislation, laws, orders, optics and operations. So those were all optics for everybody. Those distracted people. They kept people. Did you see her tear that paper up? No, I I heard him say coronavirus was going to be a threat to our nation. And all out 2019, Congress, Pelosi, Schumer, Schiff, a lot of them uh, use this term, the nuclear option. We have a nuclear option for Trump if we have to use it. Nuclear option. Well, COVID was a nuclear option. It was genocide on people around the world. They, they used it as a perfect disguise because it didn't just happen in the U.S. It happened in the world. So what did Americans do? They tried to the ones blame Trump. And the others were just too scared to even look at anything to understand what was going on and what had been going on and hear the language of what had been going on and then look at the laws of what was going on. So, you know, we got that. But President Trump specifically would have had to use a PED, which is a presidential emergency action document, which requires a cog, a continuity of government, um, which would have kept the the government going. Um, And that's why Biden was used as a puppet. Uh, We had to do the same thing in the Philippines um, in World War II, which are all optics. President Trump used optics the whole time. All right. 
Uh, Commonwealth Act number 671 is where the Philippines, the U.S., it's in our law books, plugged the president, a visual president, while the actual president was in what they call exile, and he had control of his military, and he had the, the protection of his people at heart and at best interest and in action if he needed to use his military. That was an optic. President Trump also uh, uh, enacted, he had the uh, uh, Federal Resiliency Act 2020, signed December the 7th, 2020. Hmm. On the Pearl Harbor's uh, anniversary date, December the 7th. So there's an optic for you. You go read the Federal Resiliency Act, and then you pair that with the National Security Act of 1947. You go look at all these. The National Security Act of 1947 established the National Military Establishment, which also created the what? The Secretary of Defense. And President Trump, in Executive Order 13919, gave the Secretary of Defense some power to do so moving forward. Um, so, you know, people, if they'll go back and read all this, the Executive Order 13912 and 10 U.S. Code Chapter 1209 is where President Trump said, I'm calling into action, calling into service status, one million National Guard to active status. He federalized him. It's called federalizing. The only person who can federalize National Guard to active duty is the president. So we didn't need the midterms 2022. And this is the problem I have with people is when they want to go tomorrow, they're going to get on and thank everybody for their service. They're going to look, try to look cool on Facebook, look cool on their social medias. But when they, they don't want to listen to a veteran who says, look, the same Title 10 that I swore in under, the same Title 10, I, dear Johnson, do solemnly swear to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. That one, which also says I will what? Obey the orders of the president, officers appointed to me according to regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice is the same Title 10 that Donald Trump activated the National Guard. But because people didn't see something on November the 8th that, oh, this is all a crock and, oh, this ain't, oh, I, I, don't, I ain't going to believe nothing until I see something. Well, all those attitudes are why where we are right now, because I'm a veteran telling you what the law says and the military don't operate on your schedule. It don't operate on your time, your wants and your needs. It operates on the military time and the greater good for humanity and to make sure that we don't lose lives in the process. These are people who are in aircraft. I was watching this morning, November the 10th, this morning, the, the Marines birthday right now. There are National Guard all over the skies. They are out of their states and out of this country. The only way they can be out of their states, once again, according to the National Guard regulations, they are a state militia until they are federalized for active status. And the only person who can do that is the president. So, you know, it's not on your time, ladies and gentlemen. And when a veteran tells you this, it ain't being, I'm not trying to be condescending. There's a difference in being, uh, you know, being a damnation or, or, or making you feel condescending versus being direct. Okay. So I'm just being direct. These are all laws and orders. And the way, you know, they're in action are the, are the national guard out of their states. They're still out of their states. They're still in operations. And the 2022 was not for once again, voter fraud and nothing to do with that. Uh, we have a statute, the statute of 1845 that tells when and how we vote. And it's very simple. It says the first Tuesday of November. Woo. Real hard, ain't it? No, it's not. You know, and I'm one of those that goes and says, look, you know, like mail-in votes, if they're good or bad, that's up. that doesn't matter right now. They're not legal. Um, but the, the thing I say with that is, look, if we already don't have honesty and integrity 
and accountability and responsibility with what we already have that's been on paper since 1845. And we want to go add more ways to vote or to count votes. Well, we're going to have to what? Establish honesty, integrity, uh, responsibility, and accountability in that system. So until we have that in the one we already have, let's fix it first. And then we can talk about mail-in votes and how they can be accounted for and how they can be counted. Nobody's saying they're good or bad that I know of. They're just saying they're not legal right now. And until they go through a legal process, then they're not legal. Um, so we didn't need the 2022. There's enough uh, stuff on paper, stuff, laws on paper uh, that, that go to our system that show what's going on. And our militaries, once again, the reason why I get so fired up is because well, we've already lost some aircraft. We have lost some lives in this war. And uh, it's a war. President Trump's a wartime president. The optics around that are also FDR uh, was the last uh, wartime president. President Trump, when those three national emergencies were not addressed by Congress, which was a which called a, a breach of national security, when they failed to address those national emergencies that President Trump issued or declared, then he had to take what they call war powers of the president and emergency powers of the president under Article Two and for the Constitution. And then also via all those U.S. codes I listed, Title 10, all of Title 10, but Title 10, uh, 12406, which shows how he can uh, federalize the National Guard. Um, then uh, Title 10, U.S. Code. Uh, so it's 10 U.S. Code, Chapter 1209, which he shows you. I'm calling in 1 million National Guard for no more than 365 consecutive days, which is very important. That term is very important, meaning he can rotate in and out the units as needed and also give guys rest, give guys and girls rest. Um, and then also 47 U.S. Code 606, which is actually titled War Powers of the President, where he can shut down wire communication, so it's now what we call TV, broadcast, and internet, and news, and media. And also he can shut down the use of government facilities. So those right there alone, you saw a fence go around the Capitol building, and just about three days ago, a big old fence went around the Federal Reserve, who was bankrupt no money. Uh, they told you this was going to happen last last September that the uh, Federal uh, Federal Reserve would be bankrupt by October the 18th. That's all over mainstream news. Um, so all this stuff are optics, and you have to be able to take all the propaganda and put it aside. Uh, president, uh, well, I don't want to call him president. Obama uh, is one who uh, helped aid the, the propaganda out there. He reversed the Smut, uh, Smith Munt Act in 1948 where you can use propaganda and news. So we have so many indoctrinated people who don't understand how to separate or discern what is propaganda versus what is real. And I get it. There's a lot of crap out there. There's a lot of stuff every day on Telegram and Rumble and, and all these things. But, but the basis, the general basis is always go to your foundation. And military came before, long before our branches of service, Today's the, the, the Marines' birthday, November the 10th, 1775. The Army came first, June 14th, 1775. The Uniform Code of Military Justice Law came 16 days later, June 30th, 1775. Uh, and then the, the uh, Navy, October 13th, 1775. So that was 12 years before the Constitution. The Declaration of Independence, it was a year before the Declaration. Um, so when people go apply the foundation, our founders set the precedent that military was first, and it's also the last line of defense. We were created to prevent wars, though, not start them. And so, you know, when people apply our foundation and then go back and read all these optics and put them together, it's like a puzzle. Um, but it does require 
time. And and now we're I, I call it we're on the back side of the storm. You and I are on the back side of the storm now. We're in the 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 fate like the the picking up the pieces part as they're gonna start rolling out what just happened. Uh to get to the military tribunals, which are in mid-2023, according to the New York Times, we're uh we're only like nine, eight, nine months away from that. Uh so you're gonna in order to see a court trial, you gotta see some arrest and some evidence. Um, so uh we're approaching that. But sorry, I, I know I went on a, a long tangent there, but that's uh that's no, that was great information. I love that. <laughs> that was all great information. Do you think uh, it's going to be 2024 before we see Trump back in the like as president or do you think it's going to happen sooner or do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, I think what you're going to see is a, a military if we're in a military occupancy mm-hmm. under the law of war yeah. manual. And when you read when you get past what happened two days ago, uh, one, like I said, we already have enough uh, fraud to prove what's going on. And so we we only needed day before yesterday or November the eighth rather to uh, we only needed that day to prove the the governors who did not comply with law. So there we already have that. So there are there's a few states right now Georgia um, and a few others who have some hanging uh, hanging issues. Well, we knew that was going to happen. Already know that. So in order to get to 2024, uh, what I think is going to happen is. Well, one, they're not going to make it look like Biden got four years and then, oh, everybody was wrong, because that would mean a lot of people and not just President Trump. That would mean Cash Patel. That'd be a bunch of people uh, who know the law and order would have been people would go, ah, ha, ha. Yeah, Biden got four years. That ain't going to happen, you know, just because the National Guard out of the skies every day. Once again, the reason why I bring that up as the main topic is those are people's lives. Those are people putting their neck on the line every day. Those aircraft don't even have to. It only had to be a firefighter or anything like that. I mean, that, that the uh, intake on a uh, engine could go down and, and, and you know crash and then gone. So they're not going to put these people's lives in jeopardy uh, for 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 nothing to to be seen for people to have evidence of what happened. Um, so the law of war manual, as it reads, um, it would be a uh, it would be a military government, and then the military, the generals would show you, okay, this is what Biden got in 2020. This is what President Trump had. It would be all military intel. And President Trump has multiple executive orders on artificial intelligence, intelligence, cybersecurity. Um, and he, he also, uh, some the, the acts that I won't, I won't go back over. You've seen some of them. We also have acts and paper uh, that, that's been, I mean, been in law for a long time. Uh, so they're, they're using the surface part of those, not the evil underside that the, the, the cabal was using on the back side of some of these. They're using what they they made the people think they were, uh, which are good a lot. Like the National Emergencies, um, the executive order, Jimmy Carter, uh, one two one four eight. That order, if you read it on the surface, you would read as the president has power to do this for national emergencies. But what they were actually using it for on the back end is what the the people never knew about. Um, so they're going to reverse those, and they're using that on them. So moving forward. Using all that intelligence, that's what I think is going to happen next. I think there will be some form of an EBS. I don't know when. You know, I don't even know when to predict that because I'm not on that mission, and I don't know what I don't know what plan they have way back here in order to know what plea deals and bargains that the evil took. Because some of these guys, these evil people that just had treason and fraud on their records, would have taken what they call a plea deal, which would have decided what was going to be in part of the plan um, to to unveil how this operation works out. 
Um, so I don't know that, but if you look at the law of war manual and you go read it, what would happen is a military government takeover, a military would take over the country in a visual form. And we wouldn't have a quote unquote president or anything. It would be, uh, it, of course, it would be joint operations. It wouldn't just be one person uh, running anything either, which, you know, sh should give people peace and hope and comfort. Uh, but they're going to show you, hey, this is here's the intel we have here. And here's the intel we have here. And in all of them, the states, the governors, et cetera, this will be, this will show fraud on multiple levels, uh, but it will also expose what they've been doing. And that'll be shown in the, uh, the military tribunals. So I think what they'll do is go into that form of government, get us to the military tribunals, and then get to the other side. President Trump wasn't about winning the presidency to win the president. That's what people need to understand. President Trump isn't doing this just to get into 2024. I really think that he may not even run again. I really think that there might be a military government uh, and, and then the tribunals go all the way through 2024, somewhere in there. And then what happens on the other side, I think it would be something like that. And I don't think it's going to be President Trump. I think it's going to be um, someone he might endorse or or something of that nature where the people will know that that person has the best interest for everybody. Um, and, and, you know, like I think that we're truly going to go through one of those enlightenment periods where the whole world comes to the light and, and realizes, holy crap, what all just happened in the past. Uh, because if it didn't happen, I was just on a show a couple of days ago and uh, with uh, Dr. Lee Merritt, who is a, a she, I won't say former Marine, she's a Marine um, and her husband's a, a vet as well. But, you know, it's like, I agree with her. If this didn't happen, if the military did not step in and this is not an operation like we we all know, the, those of us that know the laws and orders, but also <laughs> more importantly, military. If the military did not step in and we didn't know what we knew, uh, we would be headed to worse than the Civil War. And I, I just don't think I, what I'm seeing with with aircraft everywhere and I stay up to two and three and four a.m. where I can watch what's going on in Europe on the flight apps. With all the movement going on, and of course, I've got people over in Bali. I've got people in places that I can talk to over there that's that's giving me stuff, what they're seeing and what they're hearing. And um, of course, I know Charlie Ward really well and uh, different people who are, you know, in Europe and and seeing what's going on over there. And, and of course, they get news differently over there. I mean, Charlie Ward broke the, the, the quote unquote inauguration, which wasn't. It was a funeral service. But he broke that eight hours before it ever was the 20th over here. Um, so, you know, people, uh, people need to understand that, but I, I just think it's going to be something once again, I, I don't think that, like I said, I would be going crazy right now if I thought that, and she and I and other people believe that, you know, if the military didn't step in, it would be a catastrophic world event. It'd be worse than civil war because people just cannot. And I understand this part from a different angle, but people cannot understand the complexity of genocide, the complexity of human trafficking, child trafficking, sex trafficking, that's been happening for years and years and years. And I know it's hard to, but but the flip is, I'm like, but you'll watch shows like Ozark and, and Yellowstone and and all these shows that you see these shows and you 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 see it. Who's thinking of that? You know, it wasn't like it, it wasn't like it just was born in a different way. It's like people think of this stuff. People actually do this stuff. We have, uh, I mean history of serial killers we've seen malicious crimes in our history um so how come people can't believe it would happen when money's involved and power's involved uh that's the thing that gets me but i think it's going to be a you know i 
course, I don't ever want someone going around, oh, you know, Derek Johnson said it's going to be this. I just, I just think that based off the law, law of war manual, it'll, it'll go into the military government first, and then they'll show you everybody the evidence. And if people can't believe in the military, which would be men and women on multiple levels, um, then we're in trouble anyway. Uh, so it's like, you know, someone has to trust somebody. Um, I had a friend in Nashville one time, at, um, a big hit songwriter wanted to write with me. And, uh, and he said, well, give me your best shot. Give me your best hook. He wanted to hear the hook before I got there. And I texted another buddy of mine. I said, he, he wants me to text him my idea before I get there. I said, what if he takes it? I mean, he's such a big hit writer. He was a big dude. He didn't need me in the room with it. Like, he could be someone who could take that. If it was a great idea, take it, write it, and I could never do anything about it. But it's like my buddy said, at some point, man, you got to trust somebody, right? At some point, you got to realize how they're treating you. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, love and respect and all these words, kindness, they're not words, they're actions. And you'll know by how someone's treating you. And then if it's reciprocal, you'll know. Um, and so many people want to get on their Facebooks. That person disrespected me. They don't even understand what the word respect means. It's an action. Um, and it ain't something you got to walk around thinking about or talking about. You just do it. Uh, you know, you just have it or you don't. Um, it's like leadership. You either have it or you don't. I don't think it's something you walk around talking about. I think it's just something you do. And uh, we have multiple, multiple examples of that right now going on all over the world of world leaders and alliance generals and alliance of people who are doing this for the greater good of humanity. And uh, so it's going to be one of those where I think, once again, if I had to bank on it, we're going to go whenever the EBS happens, however that's going to look, then it'll be one of those, hey, this is your president speaking and blah, 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 blah. And then all TVs will swap over. Everything will make you won't be able to turn over and watch a football game or turn over and watch uh, your favorite show. You know, you either have to turn the TV off or watch what's uh, been happening. And then I think it'll be once again, it'll show that, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a process. Once again, it won't be won't all happen in one day. Um, it's going to be a process. Uh, but this is a part of history where we've reached and it needs to happen. we got to have a clean out of all over. And uh, this is, once again, it's biblical, monumental, and historical. And then when they present that evidence, I really think that President Trump, um, I, I think he rides off into the sunset. I think his face gets on Mount Rushmore. Um, and I don't think he really, I don't think he will run again. I, and personally, uh, I just think that this was not about him at the end. This was about humanity. Um, and we're seeing that every day. Like I said, how I know, well, I'm telling you, regulations, National Guard cannot be out of their states and out of this country unless they're federalized by the president. The only person who is federalized the National Guard to act to duty is President Donald John Trump. And you can prove otherwise uh, Space Force, President Trump. He ended the Air Force Space Program and created the Independent Space Force Program. All right. So it made it its own branch um, in August. In August this year, August on spaceforce.mil and all, DOD, all these big sites. It wasn't just like the military.com and some of our military sites. This is spaceforce.mil. It showed all the commanding generals. It showed them, and it was it, it said, in historic fashion, the Army and all branches, they transfer all communications, all communications to the Space Force where it's under one command. Well, who's the commander? It ain't Biden. And I had someone on my Facebook the other day go, well, I went to the Space Force site and it says uh, Biden is the, the commander in chief. That's called a continuity of government, ladies and gentlemen. That's called that's what's that's part of the continuity of government, because if they put President Trump up there, 
then people will be screenshotting heck out of it and all this other stuff and going, hey, they haven't updated their side or what's going on here. It's called a continuity of government. It's part of the plan. All right. But when you listen to the optics and you understand Biden has never once mentioned the words Space Force out of his mouth, not one time. So the other thing, baby formula, the baby formula. Here's another optic. Remember the secretary of defense, baby formula. Go to the, the NBC article or some of the others, but NBC, and it says what? Secretary of Defense approves this mission. Hmm. Why wasn't Biden mentioned in there? It did mention, it said, uh, meanwhile, Biden signs this, this, and this. Now, why did the Secretary of Defense approve that mission? Who gave the Secretary of Defense that command? Oh, that's right. President Trump in executive order, what? 13919 and also the Federal Resilience Act, which also pairs the National Security Act 47. Who created? the Secretary of Defense. There's your optics. And then you go to uh, look at the Ohio National Guard just in September. Ohio National Guard. Ohio National Guard deploying 400 troops overseas. Military officials say nowhere in that article. Nowhere. Is it the word Biden or President Biden? Nowhere. No no commander-in-chief. Last I checked, the commander-in-chief is the highest rank on the officers in the military. He's the commander-in-chief. Then the generals, where do the orders come from, ladies and gentlemen? This is also why we have a military industrial complex amongst our generation, mine and yours. We have this. We have too many soldiers who join for what? Housing, salary, uh, medical, dental, college benefits, not just for themselves, but for their spouses and for their children. All right. It's not they got it all in their head, but not their heart. All right. Now, I'm not saying that they're not a good person. But we have too many soldiers. And Eisenhower warned about the military-industrial complex. That didn't just happen with generals. That didn't just happen with generals becoming traitors. This happened with the dumbing down of our military and making people go, oh, man, I get this benefit, this benefit, this benefit. Oh, I get a $10,000 signing bonus. Look, ladies and gentlemen, in the military, you can wake up at 4 a.m. and get off at 4 a.m. You can wake up at 3 a.m. and get off at 3 p.m. There's no such thing as an 8 to 5 in the military. They're going to get that bonus out of you. This bonus ain't no bonus. That's that's all a deception. It's an indoctrination. That's people who can't think. That's people who don't understand, especially the guys who re-up with a bonus. They're even more dumber to, to go, oh, I've been in the military four years, and now, oh, I got a bonus, and they didn't just realize that the last four years, uh, there's no such thing as time structure in the military. They're going to get this out of you. So there's that. You know, and so many veterans, I've had – once again, though, I, luckily, I've had thousands and thousands of emails, males and females, all different ranks, all different branches, saying, man, thank you for liberating me with my family. Thank you for telling what the law says and military law separately. It's separate. It's our own lifestyle, roles, and duties. It's separate. So when you look at the, the military-industrial complex, all right, there's when you read the, the Title 10, once again, I will obey the orders of the president and the officers appointed over me. It's the officer side that go to the, they either come out of uh, college or ROTC program or they go to one of the academies. They're teaching this over there. They're teaching that. Anybody who's ever been on active duty can tell you like I have, you see arguments all the time between officers and enlisted. It's because a lot of enlisted are lazy. They join for the wrong reasons. They don't want to do certain things. They don't want to listen to the officers. They don't want to listen to the college boy, as they call it, or the college girl. Oh, you just came out of college. What do you know, college boy? I've been in the service 18 years, blah, 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 blah. Nothing to do with that. That's the industrial complex we're talking about. That's what they're rooting out. They're also getting out all the soldiers. So like the vaccines, 
once again, I've heard people say, my son had to get out of the military. He wouldn't take the vaccine. No, your son is a dumb, you know what? Because when you go into service, when you before you get the basic training, you do what? You go into a reception area. You fill out what? Your will. You tell what kind of money and where it goes to who it's going to. You also fill out a thing called religion that goes on your dog tag. Because if you're a Christian, um, let's say a Baptist Christian, it goes on your dog tag. When you get killed in combat, the chaplain, if it's not a hostile uh, territory still, if it's not a, a moment where they will actually do a ceremony right there in memory of you and based off of your religion. That's why it's important. So what they don't want to happen is this right here. Let's say you've been in the military three years and then all of a sudden the military says, I want you to do this. And you try to say, well, that's against my religion. And you ain't got that religion on your doll tag. Guess what? You don't really know who you are and what you're about. Same thing with this jab. There wasn't no jab in the military. President Trump did what? What did President Trump do? He sent you an opt-in. President Trump, billionaire Trump, could go to any hospital in the world. Where did he go? A military installation hospital. It was an opt-in. We have our own medical facilities in the military. We have our own medical research. We have our own everything in the military. Okay? So that was an opt-in. They want your mama, your daddy, your pappy, your auntie, your cousin, whoever. They want them to be strong in what they believe in. They don't want them to flake whenever the wolf growls on the door. So when they said, you're going to take this jab, they, what did they want people to do in the military? Oh, uh, well, according to uh, federal law, there's no such thing as federal law for the jab. According to AR-670-1 or R whatever they had to quote, regulations and laws, they want them to quote that. Why do you take promotion tests, people in the military? Why, what did you have to study to get promoted? What? Your military handbook, whatever your branch was, you had to study that handbook. But most people do what? Like people in college, they do it right here. They cram it right here a couple nights before, pass the test, and they brain dump it. It ain't right here like me. The military and the laws and orders are right here for me, right here. All right, I didn't get to serve as long as I wanted to, but it's right here, and my oath didn't expire. So we have all these things that people don't understand. The military don't have time. The enlisted don't teach our history. Enlisted side don't teach us that basic training. They don't teach regulations. They don't teach the law. They don't show you the law. They don't do that. That's why we have a gap between the, the one percentile. 99% of America do not serve right now. Less than 1% of America population serve in all our armed force branches. Right now, all of them. All right. So of that one percentile, then when you divide up the officers and the enlisted, I would say I'm quoting a colonel of mine, a colonel of mine from uh, Oklahoma, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, said that he believed 85 percent of enlisted had no clue about regulations, laws, orders, our history, our foundation. And I would believe it based off some of the comments I've seen and some of the things that I've seen on some of my posts. We had a guy come on one of my posts. The National Guard can be out of the states because we have load zones. Where did the orders come from, buddy? Where did the orders come from? Orders come from. Boom, the commander in chief to the generals all the way down. And then it hops over to the enlisted side and they distribute that to the lower enlisted. It's real simple. And this is some lower enlisted dude trying to look like Billy Badbones in the comment box when he totally avoided what? Laws, orders, regulations way up here. So there's that industrial complex we have. And so what they want or they want stronger, smarter soldiers, stronger, smart up here. They want soldiers who know the law. They want soldiers who know regulations. They want soldiers who won't crumble when the wolf knocks on the door of the real wolf. So 
there's a lot of stuff that's happening. President Trump didn't bat no vaccine. You got to understand what he was saying. So there, I get that a lot, too. You got to go read his executive orders. He had three of them. Uh, he listed the CDC in 2019 in his order for influenza vaccines. And in 2020, his two vaccine orders did not have the CDC in it. Go back to the line in the sand. Who didn't want to do right by the people? Big Farm didn't want to do right by the people. So you have to go back. Look, if the president could tell you what to take, though, shot-wise, you know what else he could tell you? He could tell you when you can and can't smoke. Uh-oh. When you can and can't drink. Uh-oh. When and can you can't do what? A lot of things to do with your body. I don't think you want that, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think you want that. So there's a lot of stuff that, that people have to step back and always, I always tell people do the reversal of it. Look at the reverse side of it first. Um, the, the TFR the other day, people said, some people said, well, doesn't, doesn't every president have a temporary flight restriction around their place? Well, yeah, the day they leave office. Why are they just now putting one around President Trump October 30th, 2022? And why they put an expiration date on it, May 31st, 2023? Well, why, why are they just now doing it? All right, because he's still president, right? But it's, it's because some things are amping up part of this operation. I don't know what they're going to do with that. I don't know what kind of uh, optics are going to be down the road. I go day by day. So it's like, this is so brilliant. When you do it, not by me, but I'm just like, it's what they did. Uh, but it's fun. It's like Columbo. It's like, I, that I love, that's why I love Columbo. It's like you take all these clues that they're dropping you, then some of them are already there. And then you put it in this puzzle and it's like, oh my gosh, the, the thought process and the thinking and the strategic uh, planning that had to go into this, these men and women are freaking brilliant. And I've been telling women, let me tell you what, I went to on a tour recently and we did 20 events, uh, 31 states. Um, I guess it's like 31 states, 31 days, something crazy like that. And every assembly that we went to had anywhere from 60 to 300 people. All right. 85% of every crowd, females. So, uh, you know, I, I want to give a shout out to females because I tell guys all the time, look, females are not quick to judge. They're intuitive. They can multitask like nobody's business. They're always 10 steps ahead of us, always. And, uh, you know, it's like this, this, but it's also one of those things where these women that I met out there, that all these, these patriots aren't people who verbally talk about being a woman. They're just doing it. They're putting their feet to action. You know, they're going into action. They're not sitting there talking about it. They're just doing it. And, um, as you know, so I, in a good way, in a good kind of way, I'm like, all right, guys, better step up. Uh, but, you know, I think it's awesome. And there's a lot of patriots around the country. I mean, I went uh, from East Coast, West Coast, and back. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of great people who do understand this is not anything to do with your lifestyle. Uh, it's like I call it a, a cool double standard. You ain't going to have your lifestyle. If you don't stand up for borders and security uh, on on this grander level, so uh, but anyway, I apologize for talking so much, but I just uh, <laughs> you know, but it's it's so hard to put this stuff in five minute segments or two minutes. Se- it's just so hard, you know. Well, that's why I have guests on for them to talk. And like I said, listening to you, it's just, it's like a history lesson. Cause I love it. I'm 23. Like I said, just got out of college last year and I love research. So that's why when I had heard about you, I'm like, I really want to have this guy on my show. Cause I'm like, he knows so much. And I love people like that do their own research that try to go and find things and how this fits together with this and Columbo, my dad and I watch the show all the time. It's one because it's fun to figure it out. Even if sometimes you know who the bad person is in the beginning, you got to figure out how does Columbo figure it out and prove it's them. 
Yeah. I, and it's, it's phenomenal. You know, those, at that show alone should. Yeah. I mean, Matlock and some of these shows were great and good, but mm-hmm. I mean, Columbo was really more deep level thinking. Um, and, and I'm like, I mean, some shows stump me still. I'm like, okay, now how, you know, like you said, if they show the killer up front, then you're like, okay, he did it. But how, how is he going to make it look? And it's really, some of those shows get really intense. And I'm like, wow, how are they going to do this? You know, like, and, and then it's phenomenal. It could be just the smallest little thing or just like the clock in the background. And, 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 but then it did this. I don't know, you know, then that's what I do with optics it's just like and i and of course like i said females are a lot more intuitive on this and and multitask but i had my mother to send optics to all the time and i'd I'd send her something i say all right find the optic in it and uh you know and she she was a lot quicker than all my uh guy guy friends you know but of course i didn't talk to a whole lot of people about this while i was putting it together but uh but like example uh just a few months ago uh, i think it was july article i'd have to go back look maybe in august but uh, Saudi Arabia. This is Washington Post. It wasn't like it was some, you know, off centennial from somewhere or whatever, but um, it said, uh, it said in there, I said, here's how you do this, mom. I said, just go da 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 da, keyword, da 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 da, keyword. So, and, uh, you know, just a little screenshot about that big. And sure enough, you know, she was like, oh my gosh. I was like, yeah, it's right in front of everybody, right? So it says, da 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 da, Biden, da 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 da, President Donald Trump. So it's like, you know, they're telling you right there who's president. Um, the executive privilege. Uh, here's another one. Executive privilege. Executive privilege. Listen to it, ladies and gentlemen. Break it up. Executive privilege. It's a privilege by the executive branch to use this privilege. That's how you twist that around. All right. How can President Trump, if he's civilian Trump, how can he use the privilege of the executive branch to exert executive privilege? Right. Which means what? OK, you can't look at this. Uh, that's my executive privilege. All right, then uh, I had an attorney try to debate me and goes, well, you know, they can, uh, Congress can do this for them. Okay, so here's the other optics. Even though this is operation, all the Congress knows what's going on. All the Congress is an operation. It's a continuity government. Um, it's, it's this. It's like, okay, so do you think that 10 Republicans, every, every single day that there was some kind of quote-unquote bill that they were trying to pass with uh, Congress, do you think when 10 Republicans vote on the side of Democrats to, to, for that bill, that they would exert executive privilege for Donald John Trump? Uh, I don't think so. Not when you have 10 Republicans voting with Democrats. No, uh, that wouldn't happen. On liberal type issues and, and, and Democratic type issues, not Republican type. It wasn't like it was bipartisan uh, bills. OK, no, they ain't going to do that. OK, and, and so that that right there alone, executive privilege. The other thing, the Mar-a-Lago raid, um, and then also the executive privilege, once again, ties these in. The Mar-a-Lago thing um, is this, is that Obama, right before he left office, executive order for what? Presidential archives of records. There, you can't touch them. There's certain things that the president you cannot touch. So here they are going into Mar-a-Lago. Not only did they take records, but they took his will and his passports. Like, come on. Like, all those are optics right in front of everybody. And if they all actually knew what the law said back here, just like the national emergencies, the only person who can terminate a national emergency is the president. Title 50, Chapter 34. Um, so President Trump was the one who declared the national emergencies. He then had to do what? Because Congress did not do what? Because they didn't address them. He had to use war powers and executive powers of the president. He had to use emergency powers. 
to extend his power, put us in a war zone, wartime president. Well, the only person who can terminate the national emergencies, according to Title 50, Chapter 34, is the president. And so he gets to, what, address the nation because he's the one who put them out there. And the way you know that is, like, going to happen, the National Guard are out of their states every single day. They've been out of their states every single day since January 2021. I have those in documents. And another guy, Monkey Burst, he's been tracking it for a long time, too. Right, so, you know, it's it's things like that that are that Columbo excitement. Those are your little pieces. You put them in your little basket and you're going, oh, my gosh. So all these optics there um, and they're fun kind of optics because they are hidden. They're, they're hidden if you don't know what's going on. But if you know what's going on, you're like, oh, my gosh, look at this. That this says this or this did this. And, you know, this is what the law says, but this is what they did. And, you know, it's it's really cool to put it together. Um, in a different kind of way, you know, and I, I get the frustration. I do. I, I understand when people say about people dying and then gas and inflation and taxes. But, you know, this is the dark side of the military. It's like, well, people die every day. All right. Yeah, I can't control that. Nobody can t- control that. People die every day. They do. Um, I, with my dad and I, we lost a dog uh, yesterday. And I mean, it's, it's just been deflating for us. You know, it's like he was one of our pups and you know, but it, you can't stop it. It, it happens. Um, you know, life still goes on through this process. I mean, life still goes on. Um, and so we have that. Um, and then, you you know, it's like, it, I don't know how else to say that. It's like, but gas and taxes, all those things. Well, guess who else controls that? We do. People do. Um, and, and if people would understand that Congress don't just do that for you, you Congress works for us. Um, so 435 members don't control 335 million people. We control 435, uh, 435 people, the 335 million, you know, and if people just use that number and that statistic alone, that should wake them up that 435 members have been dictating what 335 million do and, and all these other things. Um, I don't know, you know, it's right. It it is right in front of everybody. And I, and I try to say that sometimes I, I think on my podcast now, I say it so much that, um, but but it's like I have so many videos that show you, um, but it is it's it's a it's a if it's people a would read the art of war if they would read the art of war and watch Hogan's Heroes, they'd be just fine. <laughs> have some fun watching Hogan's Heroes because a lot of that stuff is a lot of the same stuff we're seeing. Which when people find out I watched that show because it was like 50, like forty years ago, they're like, "How old are you?" <laughs> Well, we grew up with like all that old television shows, Matlock and stuff. So, but we watch uh, Hogan's Heroes when it comes on a old television channel. And so watching it over the last couple of years, my dad and I have been just seeing so much of the parallels between the optics, as we call them, like the military stuff that's going on and what Hogan, because they look like prisoners of war, but look at all the stuff that they're doing. And it's like very similar folks. So <laughs> watch yeah, that and well, enjoy yourself while we're waiting for some of this optic stuff to play out. So, yeah. Well, so they, well, Dr. Merritt asked me the other day that I think it was a you know a lot longer than 2016. I'm like, yeah, I do. I mean, it's just there's been a a a wake up plan and in, in, in stock, but you know that things like that. Um, like my dad, my dad served in the Air Force and he got to pick up James Stewart on the tarmac in the Air Force. Jimmy Stewart, James Stewart, wow. uh, iconic man, you know. And so it's like he was a uh, ended a brigadier general. Um, he always told his Hollywood producers that that the military came first and. Uh, but he played in a movie in 1938. Now, I mean, this is this is you know when people talk about shows and movies. Uh, but this is 1938. He played in a movie, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. 
Um, and they were showing then how corrupt Congress was and showing that all like he would want to take one bill, an individual bill and break down that individual bill. And all the congressmen, hey, man, you know, that ain't how this works. You know, we ain't got that kind of time. We got to put these in a package together and da, 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 da. And once again, that's what people need to understand is they package these bills all in one, one you know, uh, package. And so it's like, a, a, you know, oh, well, you give me five and I'll give you five. You know, and that it, it's when people realize that these guys, this is not a Republican Democrat thing. When they realize that 95 percent of Congress has been uh, all about their narrative and their agendas. Um, and a lot of people think that uh, on the surface that you'll hear them say, oh, all, corrupt, all politicians are corrupt. OK, well, let's explain why. And it's also decimate that at the same time. Quit just we don't need lip service. This is what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. The lip service you've heard for years. Ain't no lip service anymore. That's what the military is doing out of the states. That's what they're doing out of the country. That's what this operation is all about. It's a flip. The quantum system, the QFS. I mean, this stuff is not just uh, talk. Uh, I know people like to call it just SAR and the SAR and all that other stuff, but it's 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 this is a QFS. It's in executive orders. You can go to quantum.gov. You can research this stuff. Um, but you know, it's like this is not just lip service anymore. Um, and so when people will apply. Uh, certain things, like I said, learn to dis discern the difference in propaganda and what actually goes with law and order. That's what my main mission has been. It's like, look, ladies and gentlemen, once again, military law is this. Here's the federal law, but here's where the federal law went arrived was the federal corporation. And then you got to understand that what they've been doing is taking the District of Columbia, District of Columbia government and trying to make the people, and they've been successful with it, trying to put that on all the people um, and their narratives and their agendas and the rich get richer and, you know, it's one thing if you and I uh, end up being millionaires based off of true hard work or something maybe we created and it sold or or a, a product or a service, whatever it is, uh, like President Trump, who who goes in uh, like Elizabeth Warren gave Trump a uh, hell about, you know, he goes into low rent neighborhoods and he buys land for for this and then he flips it for a profit. And it's like he said, who in the hell who is in business to not make a profit? Uh, you know, like that. It, first off, if I bought something and then I turned around and sold it to you for profit, it ain't my fault. It's yours, <laughs> you know. So it's it, it, come on, you know. So it's it's things like that. We have too many people also who, you know, if I went around talking about, uh, you know, somebody else, oh, hell had no fury that, that that their name is in my mouth. But when they put my name in their mouth, it's OK. No. So it's stuff like that. You know, we have too much judgment in the world. We have too many people who truly, they say that they don't judge, but they do. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things like what happens with me when I say the words twat roll or twat waffle, people get mad. I'm like, well, look, you shouldn't act like one. And I didn't have to say it, right? So they always say something negative or very condescending or rude or cuss me out in my inbox. And when I say the word, when I say that, oh, you're unprofessional this. No, I'm not. Your action that say the saying that stupid games equal stupid prizes. Well, you shouldn't have played a stupid game, and I wouldn't have given you a stupid prize. So that's where it's like you have to. Sometimes you have to fight. You know, sometimes there's a time to sit back. Sometimes there's a time to fight. Um, and people have to understand that. Um, and we all make mistakes. So there's there's those things too. But uh, people are so quick to judge these days, and so people are quick to anger that they don't understand that. Hey. Just relax a little bit. Life still goes on. This is your life is going to go on. Um, so we have to we have to find that balance. And people have to understand the discernment between what's propaganda 
what's real, and they need to go back to their foundation. That's what we're doing. We're going back to the Constitutional Republic Foundation, which is going to benefit everybody. President Trump said it about a month ago in a rally. He said the haters and trolls don't realize what we're doing is going to make their life greater. Um, it's because it has nothing to do, once again, with your preferences on uh, who your boyfriend, girlfriend is, who your wife or husband is, uh, or, you know, what religion you are and, and you know, what you want to study and what it has nothing to do with that. Nothing. Um, so life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Real simple. Yeah. That's a great end note. I've had so had, I've had so much fun having you on, honestly. I think you've been probably one of my favorite guests I've had on recently just because of all the information. So I've really enjoyed having you on, Derek. Thanks so much. It, it really has been great. Just great information. I loved you talking a lot. Don't feel bad at all. I loved it. <laughs> I loved all the information. <laughs> well, I think it's been a great show for me too, uh, for the fact I get to lay out so much information at once. Um, that a lot of people have been asking questions still about. So I'm definitely going to share. As soon as I get the link to this, uh, I'm going to share, share, share. So, uh, so thank you for having me on. Our foundation and our principles being around the ability to create health and happiness. But we won't stop there. Being able to identify the real issues, the health and wellness space, doctors, pharma, biotech, in my opinion, is predicated on managed care. There is an approach to some cures, per se, but there hasn't been a real focus on the cause. So this company, Root Wellness, is a game changer because they have developed products that actually help people detox the bad things out of their body and then support their bodies to wellness by putting in things into the body that will help the body perform and work at an optimal level. Because of all the disease and because we're not taking care of our earth, our environment, our bodies, we're not doing great. One out of seven boys is going to be born with autism. I, I don't even know what to say about that, to be honest. The fact that our diabetes, obesity is going up by 20 to 30% a year, and the fact that we're fighting cancer and autoimmune disorders and it's only getting worse. You didn't used to hear about ALS. You didn't used to hear all the time about Parkinson's and now it's everywhere. And it's because of the fact that our bodies need more support. Initially, when I worked on the products, I knew that I had children that were sick. I had family members that had cancer. I had had Lyme's disease and cancer. Um, we had a lot of stuff that we had to deal with in our family, like Alzheimer's, dementia. I wanted products that would help people in those areas because I knew that my family would take it and we needed it. We're giving people the tools that they need um, to go out there especially in today's environment, so that they're as healthy as they can be and they can withstand whatever life throws at them. So Clean Slate is the foundation product of Root Wellness. Clean Slate, honestly, is better living through biochemistry. A simple, safe, systemic approach to remove toxins from, from our system. And so I always tell people, you know, you take the trash out in your house every day, why aren't you taking the trash out of your body? Zero in is a product that's really what it says it is. It helps you zero in on performance, zero in on what you're focused on. Zero in is really simple. It's dopamine and serotonin on demand. You want mental focus, clarity, cognitive function, feel good, sleep good. So Restore is a product that does what it says it does. It's, it was made to after you're detoxing and you're getting your body to zero in and focus to restore the overall body. It's a strategic combination of ingredients that will help restore your gut, but help your body reduce inflammation, 
and and function better in conjunction with its siblings remove the bad stuff put amazing stuff in and let your body handle the rest because we're made to be amazing we just haven't unlocked the potential until now